welcome back to Bad Bitch Book Club. Um, we're going to be following up from our last one. Welcome, welcome back, Jaya. Hi. Before we start, uh, haven't seen haven't, haven't seen her in a while. We found, yeah, we literally found her. Um, be back. Yeah, she was just wandering like the streets of London, and we're like, oh, got a bit God. lost. Yeah, we were like, oh, you want to? Welcome back, Jaya. This week we're going to be talking about Rebecca again. Um, I know you're bored of it, but, oh, the film, but the film is good. But we're talking about the film this time. The book. Um, um, so if you know. haven't read the book, then you can listen to this podcast about the film. Yeah. The film is good. I recommend. If you're not a reader, the yeah, film is I, also good. I would say if you're not a reader and you prefer to just watch, listen. <laughs> Come listen. <laughs> Come listen to this podcast. Um, so yeah, we finally we've all we've all watched it, and we're just going to talk about our thoughts and views on this. Mm-hmm. Who would like to Where start? Um, I don't know. Okay. Everybody, should we start oh. at the beginning? I have a quote from the beginning of the film. Go on. Yeah. I can see the girl is so clear. Oh, start again. I can see the guy I was so clearly, even if I no longer recognise her. And I wonder what my life would have been without Mrs. Van Hopper. Yeah. Wow. Why, why did she quote Van Hopper? Not quote, sorry. Uh, say Van Hopper. She wasn't even nice to her. She wasn't even, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. I don't know why the word just disappeared from my vocabulary then. Like, but like, mention, why did she mention Van Hopper? She wasn't even nice. No, she was always yeah, so horrible to her. I think she just tried like, to be optimistic. Whole... Yeah, but the whole thing wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Miss, Mrs. Van Hopper. That's, That's true. what she's saying. True. Are you I trying to say that you, you have a soft spot for her now, Neve? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's I, a I think she's one of the fakest characters ever. She's and horrible. I, think, I don't like her acting either. That's no, the same are. Anne Dowd from uh, Hampton Hotel. Was, mm. She is the same in that as well. Why? Just yeah. so... Ugh. Like when she was sick, it was just—it was. I don't know if it was just bad acting or. No, like, it was very dra- dramatized. Dra- fake. Is that the right like, word? She's like, oh, I'm so sick. It was very yeah. much like when you're trying to pull a sickie for school. Yeah, I'm literally gonna say that. It's literally like my siblings getting out of going to school. Like that's how bad it would be. And then me, I'd have a full sickness and be like, oh, off you go. Yeah, it felt <laughs> very fake, but that's just that's just her acting, I guess. Yeah, at least oh, it was only in the start of the movie. I'm not sure. What was it? Oh, yeah, she was so fake happy when, like, they actually got together. Miss No Name and Mr. De Winter. Yeah. I just... She didn't think it was going to work. She's just so... Not... No, she's like, no, you're too low class. He'll never... You're using him, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Like, no, that's not how life works. Get on it. Mm-hmm. I just had a thought. Mm. Um, I like the, I like like visually. I love the imagery of the difference between Monte Carlo and Mandalay. Mm-hmm. Like it's Monte really Carlo nice, was so much more bright, bright and beautiful, and sunny, and it and mm-hmm. like that is how like it represented in the scenes as well because mm-hmm. that's when No Name had um, <laughs> like the most fun, but then mm-hmm. Mandalay. It was the the colours were so dull, even on like the sunny days. Mm-hmm. It was like there was no sun whatsoever. Because of the looming Rebecca yeah, over Rebecca the whole the background part of it, which is just 
how it was, I guess, isn't it? And then betrayed her how she was feeling. And like the color only got a bit brighter at the end, if you think about it, when there was just that big fire. Like that's the most color you'll see (laughs) in Mandalay. (laughs) (laughs) And everything's burning to the ground, and then they move, you know, there, and then they end up in Cairo. Um, and then that's when it gets bright again because that's just a negative, like really bad vibe house. Mm. And, and she was finally gone. Mm. And they're telling the story of when they're there, you know. It's just yeah. it was a weird vibe. Um, anyway, next part. Well, what did everyone think of the movie? Like, what would we rate it? I think it's a eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd um, give it a six. A six. I was gonna say nine, so let's talk about your six. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> why? I think plot-wise, it was good, but it just for me it felt a bit rushed, and I'm not I'm not comparing it to the yeah. book at all. Like just as a movie itself, it felt very rushed. I feel like there was some there was some aspects of the movie that they probably could have dragged out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I've, I think out of all of them, the um, the ball scene. That was probably yeah. the best. That was probably the, like the most imagery I saw. Yeah. Um. But like introducing of the characters, I just felt like it was just very rushed, and I didn't really understand like all the characters. Like if I hadn't read the book, mm-hmm. especially, I wouldn't have understood the importance of each character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it went from them arriving at Manly to straight to the ball, and then all the drama kicked off. Yeah, and there was a lot of unfinished. Um. Stories. Yeah, like the the sleepwalking. <laughs> Like, oh gosh, yeah. I understand it was probably you know for the audience's uh, Im- uh, imagination. Like I understand that completely, but I just mm. felt like there could have been a hint of of something that he was going towards. I just it yeah. was very random for me. I just didn't understand like, it. The standards had just let the him. Fact that he, yeah, the fact that he killed her and like he didn't like her, but like he should like explain. Yeah, and it was almost it like he had a guilty con- like, like his sleepwalking was almost like his guilty conscience. Mm-hmm, but I didn't get that as well because he didn't feel guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, like um, it's, it's like at first you think he's mourning her, like she's in love with her, and then he makes you feel sorry for him and like the whole thing. But like that's not how it was. It was just like he was just stuck with her looming around him, and like Rebecca plastered everywhere, and Miss Danvers and all his other siblings and stuff his sister I don't even know her name because it wasn't really clear in the film that's the one yeah it wasn't clear in the film no not at all um and also the relationship or lack of relationship who knows between um Mrs Danvers and Mr Favell I thought like that was just a bit of a loose end Mm because he mentioned oh yeah I was coming to see Danny but you couldn't really kind of tell why because I I understand like they were both close to Rebecca yeah, and if he's using a nickname, that means they might be they're very closer. close. Yeah, and Mr. Favell is literally he's so pervy. Mr. Cousin, but not yeah. they're not cousin, but he's got the pervy moustache. He's got that pervy vibe um, about him, and no, it just go away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it was so weird how he was really like creepy and like pervy towards uh, Mrs. De Winter, the like alive one, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said that. Um, and like I don't know and the fact that he used to love like the other ones yeah well that was on purpose like she was she was a what's a nice word for it 
she got around. She did. Yeah. She did. She went into London, got around, and come back again. I was like, yo, Mr. Dointer, I'm happy. You're not. Ha ha. <laughs> so I mean, it's so weird. What um, was your thoughts on Mr. Dewinter in the in the movie? The the Lily James one. Yeah. Um, a little bit odd at times. I think yeah, a little she, bland. Mm, there wasn't much seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> it just sometimes she just like didn't say anything. Like she just stood there. Do you know what I mean? No, Mr. De Winter, not Mrs. De Winter. Oh, sorry. But yeah, him as well. He was a bit bland. He just kind of scooped this girl up and took her back to his house and married her. Um, and I thought I'd be acting yeah, when think... he revealed his um the acting when he revealed the death. That was it wasn't there wasn't much that I think that scene should have like that whole when he was explaining to her should have been a bit more should have had something a bit more to it that made you more want to listen to him. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't really enticing in that sense. It was just yeah. kind of him being like, Yeah, this is what happened, I killed her basically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that. It was good, well, that good film though. Me. I did like it because I didn't read the book, but <laughs> Otherwise, I haven't got anything to compare it to. Do you guys have the book to compare it to? I thought it was a really good film. Like, even if I hadn't watched the book. I mean, read the book. But there is things that, like, I'm glad that I've read the book because you know more of, like, the backstory to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, like, say with Mrs. DeWinter, you know why she's acting like that because she's, like, really shy and everything. Um, but I really liked Mrs. DeWinter, like, her acting. What did you think? I just see her as Mamma Mia. Yeah, I thought... Well, I, did, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. It's really James. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Mrs. De Winter more in the movie than I did in the book. Me too, yeah. yeah. But she wasn't as shy in the movie. No, especially the ending scene. Like, not ending scene, but yeah. the last, the London scenes when she was boldly went to the doctors. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was hiding from them. And yeah. hid, yeah. I thought that was a lot braver than in the book where she just kind of stands behind Max like a yeah. shy child but that was good because it showed how much she changed as well mm-hmm. in the beginning when she was like really like shown as a child like I think they like really mm. like showed it even more like on purpose um because compared to the end where she's like a completely different person I'm like who is this person yeah and it was it was forgivable that they changed the ending to make her go by herself um because like you said I think it really reinforced her being older than she is uh, or like yeah. growing up a bit because if because in the book she was still a bit timid to, even till the end because she was really just letting the men speak but the fact that she's got to stand up for herself um but yeah. I think we will need to remember like it's this was filmed like recently like probably filmed 2019 so they had to change it I, I wrote a lot of notes like they had to kind of change it to modify it to suit this generation like the people that are going to watch it now um mm. for example <laughs> in the book she's translated as a lot younger but obviously nowadays people are not going to be kind to like child grooming <laughs> people are not going to be kind to him being like how old 50. was she supposed to be he never really said it in the book but we guessed we about, about yeah we guessed about 17 18 which isn't young but he he compared to him he's yeah, basically he, in the could, book he he's supposed to be like 50 yeah yeah oh. 
so they changed it for the movie so they both kind of look the same age um but then but there she was a big difference though. yeah she was shown to be younger um like the the scene especially like the monte carlo scene when mm. like when they were peeking when he was peeking in the binoculars to the people having sex on the um boat and she jumped back and made it very dramatic which kind of showed like she's quite young she wasn't probably used to yeah. that kind of life um so yeah and also i think they made they changed where like their relationship at the beginning of the movie i think they changed that for like nowadays people's definitely it was a lot more sexualized now definitely because in the book they like weren't they didn't seem like a couple at all like they'd never kiss or anything and in the movie they like seem like a married couple you know definitely mm-hmm. yeah like they were like, they were kissing and being yeah. <laughs> being nice to each other yeah. Yeah. So yeah. trying to be relatable to the modern person who's yeah. not in a pandemic but would you prefer that would you prefer to have watched this version or have watched the version made in like let's say 1960 like 30 years one. I think the new one I'd say because maybe it's because we've like experienced the other one but I'd say like the book because it's more significant to say see the difference between their relationship at the beginning and after he told her Mm -hmm. that he killed her yeah that was like one of the big things in the book that we like yeah but we didn't even get to see their relationship oh actually no we did actually we got to see them in um what was it Cairo but I feel like in the movie we didn't get to see that huge change because they were kind of the same throughout even from the very beginning before they even engaged they were kissing and being nice with each other (laughs) so yeah I definitely would have preferred to see a movie created in like 1940s or 50s I think there is one you know guys I think yeah I did I did as I was typing in Rebecca movie it came up with I think it's like 1940. Yeah, 1940. That's when it came out, the other one. And it's black and white. Um, wow, so cool. a, that just shows you how much modern technology has developed. So I'm gonna watch it. it's two hours and ten as well. So you have four hours to binge both. Oh, Go for it. It's on YouTube. But um, I have my conspiracy theory is Mrs. Danvers, obviously, at first, you know, you think, oh, because she's got such a soft spot for Rebecca that, you know, and is very obsessed that, like, she could be Rebecca's mum or something. But you know how she keeps going on about how she's really loved Rebecca, blah, blah, blah. I was like, were they secret lovers? Yeah, that's what we said. Because she said this in the. Oh, sorry. I think definitely. No, 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 we agree just saying that's what we said in the last just, podcast that's the vibe <laughs> like if, it's just and especially at the end where she's like before she jumped off the cliff yeah <laughs> she was like to join rebecca she was like the person that i loved or something mm. i think they were definitely lovers yeah there was definitely more going on but that's what confused me more about the travel and um mrs danvers relationship because if mrs danvers was in love with him and she was in love of her sorry and she knew that he was also. I just don't think that would have that would have been a good match, especially with Mrs. Danza's personality. She would not have allowed her to be like herself to be friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that relationship is in my in my head the mm. most out of the whole book. I'm like, why because in the um, friends, what's it called? Because he's there. He's there, and he's just because they're, they're not very pleasant characters. They kind of stick with you a bit more. It's true. 
because like she's not got a very happy face she's quite um I can't she's hurting not that I'm yeah. standing up for her but she's hurting her lover or daughter we don't know <laughs> um die you tell us yeah yeah you tell us I think she's her older though it's the standards the standards no, yeah. I, I think her, I think, I think her in age the movie, in the movie. She's more like sassy, like the way she walks around and stuff. Mm. because I, I don't use first names. That's probably why, you know, because I like because when you say Mrs, you think of your teacher. Yeah, like Mrs something <laughs> or like Mister something, you think of teachers, and they're old in your mind. Do you know what I mean? I think she was. So, I think her age in the movie represented as well. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was quite on. That's good. Okay. What is your favourite part of the movie? Um, can I? I have a few. Let me think. Give me a sec. You can cut this out. Tyler? The London scene. Yeah, you like that in the book. I like that in the book as well. <laughs> I was literally just thinking that, but I genuinely it's like... It's very old London. Yeah, and I like the difference. I At first, when I first watched the movie, I said, oh, I don't. I didn't like the fact that they changed it. Um... But yeah, the the it was the most part that had tension because in the book, the fire bit had tension, and that mm. kind of like that's what I enjoy about movies. I enjoy the part where we're like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and the only part that I felt in the movie was when she was hiding, like when she was looking for the files and stuff. That was the only part that I was like, oh, this is this is getting good, um, because you just don't know like if they're gonna catch her, and that's, the fact that they did was surprising as well. I thought she was gonna get away with it, but they find her, and I really thought that was gonna ruin everything. But in the end. The files changed mm-hmm. their minds. I thought yeah. she was going to go to prison with with her husband. But Neve, were you happy? He got put to prison for a little bit. Because you were really, <laughs> you were raving <laughs> about that for the book. <laughs> like he got put away, and he did in the movie. Yeah, he did. He didn't get hung, but <laughs> yeah, you got to take it with a pinch of salt, honey. <laughs> I like the scene. Did you? You said this about the ball. You said you liked the ball. I like the bit where she came down the stairs, and then. She was in front of the painting because it looked really like she looked really good, and then the painting was there. You know, it matched nicely. And then he was just so rude. And like you know, you're just getting really hyped up in the movie. You get to feel like, oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Like she seems happier, blah blah blah. And then it's just crushed, boom, like that. Because he's like, yeah. are you joking? This is a joke. And then she's like, oh, you, Mrs. Dambu, set me up in it. But that's just it's not nice. I was reading into yeah. other questions. Um. Hmm. But I was reading into the different. Well, oh, you probably didn't get to that part yet, Jaya. But in the book, the, I think the biggest difference between the book and the movie is that in the book the dress is white, oh, but in the movie yeah. the dress is red. And I was reading into it, um, and apparently the, well, it's really for your own like perspective what you think of it. But the designer of the dress um, was out. I read the article from Refinery Twenty Nine, um, and red is like almost associated as well as green with envy and jealousy so she it was almost like she was wearing it and it showed like her jealousy towards Rebecca because obviously Rebecca wore the same dress um Mm. and that's why they changed it to red instead of white um yeah something to think about because that's the one thing I thought I wonder why they changed it to red they must mean something that's interesting yeah that's real clever real film critiques will be like that's right. Yeah. Red dress. Um, Jay, I'm going to ask you a question about 
Um, what was the one thing about Rebecca that stood out? Where um, would you like to go? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Something of hers that stood out, like, throughout the whole thing, when uh, they got to Mandalay. I think I said that wrong, but anyway. Um, with her hairbrushes, <coughs> is that they kept popping up, and the new Mrs. De Winter... Oh, also, Miss Danvers would brush her hair, and she was telling the new Mrs. De Winter about it. And just they, they were in that other room where he would not um, sleepwalk into, which is the original bedroom, I think. Yeah. Um, and they were just laid there with the really... Oh, what is the word? Um, what's it, okay, guys, what's the word when it, like, stands out? Like, it's really... The R is really there. Prominent? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the R is really prominent throughout all of Rebecca's stuff that is still there. Like her, not her napkin. Her cloth? No. What is it? It is a napkin. No, it's a handkerchief. Yeah, handkerchief. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get there. Um, yeah, and her brushes. Because even the new Mr. Winter, I think, uses her hairbrush. And then she looks at it and is like, oh, it's still Rebecca's hair in it. So she's everywhere. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say it's keeping the memory of Rebecca alive, even when she's not there. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anything? Um, For me, it was the birds. Don't know if anyone oh, recognised yeah. it, but about at least, at least three times in the movie, there's a flock of birds. The first time was over the... Um, shack, what you ever want to call it, that Rebecca mm-hmm. used to be, um, be in there to see. Um, and as she walks out from meeting, is the name Ben? The like, the, yeah, yeah. Ben. first time she meets Ben, she walks out and there's a flock of birds above her head. And then it happens again when they find her in the water. And I thought that that represented Rebecca, like Rebecca, her signal to her as if mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm still around even if I'm not yeah. alive. I'm here in, in any form. It's closer to home. She's closer to home than everyone thinks. Yeah. And the birds the almost, they always went in the same formation and it almost uh, looked like, it looked like a dress. It looked like this person in a dress. Mm-hmm. It's very vague, but that's, that's what I saw anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I always, I always saw Rebecca in the movie through the birds. Watching her. What about you, Neve? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I've been thinking this all time. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> oh, did anyone see um, I, about an hour? This is very so specific. We're an hour and 20 minutes into it. Uh, right. after, just after the ball, when the gun goes off, they show they show like a, a clip of a skeleton coming, like in a skeleton in the water coming up to the surface. That's basically obviously Rebecca. Um, but something mm-hmm. so small that I didn't recognise at the beginning. Was it a dream? No, it was real. It was like in the scene. Oh, right. It's... Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, they picked her up. No, but like it's, it's like a short scene, a short clip of a skeleton in the water. And then that's when they see the boat. But it's almost foreshadowing that Rebecca is the, it's Rebecca being found because it hadn't been said yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. They did like a short clips of like a few things. I think there was a snake in there as well. And they kept going back as well to um, the water. She'd have dreams and stuff and it'd always be in the water. That's true. 
always for Shetland. There's a lot of that in that thing. Oh, I know which bit you're on about. I think I had my eyes closed when I originally watched it. I didn't see it the first time. I only saw it I now. Didn't. I'll take a screenshot and send it to you. Yeah, I just I just saw it. I've just gone to the bit. It's so weird. That is very, very... It's a really random place as well. Not really. It's just after the, the ball when they're about to find her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I just thought she was going to sleep. Okay, yeah. You got anything up? Hmm? Your least favourite part? Oh. Come back to me. The grandma part. I mean, it wasn't my least favourite, but it was was probably the most uncomfortable part to watch. Yeah. um, When they're having tea with the grandma. And he's shouting, saying, you know, you're not Rebecca. I just, it just made me cringe yeah. so much. I mean, in like a good way, not not like it was bad, but just watching it, I just felt so sorry for Mrs. Blue Winter. Yeah. And the part that made me like most uncomfortable was the ball part, because like I knew it was coming. <laughs> and just like, and she just looked so good, and like it was really hyped up. And yeah. And then his face, and like him telling her to go change. Mm. Yeah, that was really awkward. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I don't think I have a least. There's just bits that are like you know just annoying, but I don't think I have a least favorite. I'm sure later I'll think of one, but right now, those two are really good valid ones. So. Yeah. We got any last comments to wrap it up, girlies? Um, <clears throat> watch the film. It's really good. Watch the film. Yeah, I mean, read the book too. Obviously, read the book, then watch the film. That's always good. Because the book always seems that's just a common theme with films is that books have more detail and are more interesting. Yeah. Well, not more interesting. I think but... if you've read the book, then the film is like even better. Mm-hmm. I like the ending of the film. Yeah. Compared to the ending of the book. You understand it a lot more watching the book. What, watching... Yeah. <laughs> I did the same as Neve watching the book. At the end, so that's. <laughs> Not that's great, but like I like that it's a wrap. It's like Neve really like, loves death. Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing we've discovered really in this podcast. Yeah, Neve loves a death scene. But like everything gets tied together. Like she's back in the water with Rebecca, although actually Rebecca's been taken out of the water now. So sorry about that. Oh yeah, but it's significant. She drowns herself too. Yeah, full circle. So you had a death. You had two deaths. Just not the one you wanted. Yeah, it wasn't Maxim. And that's such a weird name too, sorry. Not... Yeah, what was I mean, we can't judge. Maybe no, it's not, it's not name weird in the 1930s. Yeah, exactly. Maxim but... is how they would have said Max, but sometimes they would say Max, sometimes Maxim. Like, was there a need for both? Three. One of them called him Maximilian Maximilian. I think I'm pretty sure it was Travel. That's probably like his actual name. Yeah. And all the rest is shortened. Maximilian. Yeah. I think it's a cool name. It is cool, but it's just not it's not current, which is also it's not a current book or film, so well it could you mean. Yeah. Also, if anyone wants to go visit where it was filmed, it was filmed in Cranbourne Manor in Dorset mm-hmm. 
and the author lives in Cornwall, so she probably based it off of there. Oh, I imagine if she saw it on one of her walks one day and was like, I'm going to write a book about this. Yeah. Maybe a bit of a depressing book. And all the scenery around Cornwall. To write about um, a nice place like that. that's why the, like, first half of the book was so, like, descriptive, because of where she lives. (laughs) Cornwall is a very nice place. It is. Can we go there? So, yeah. Should we go there, guys? Yeah, in the summer. Because mm-hmm. we can't go abroad. Let's hope. And we can go visit where they were filmed, the um, Monaco part. Thank you for listening. Yeah, see you. hope you like the podcast. We'll see you in the next one. In a few weeks for... Oh, our next book is... In a cottage, cottage in a wood. I hate the title of the book. In a cottage in a wood. There must be I a meaning for that title. We'll find out with the... Yeah. But it seems like... I read one line and it's really interesting. So I will yeah. read this one, guys. You'll it's find me in the next so one. Cool, babe. Jay's <laughs> finally going to read a book. Yeah. In our book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a fail, but it's fine. You know? Learning. Learning. <laughs> Oh, hey, Holly. He's downstairs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's in it now. Oh. Hey. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks Bye. for listening. Happy reading. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.